If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, Three, two, It's Friday, rolling on. Good to be with you. An hour to go. Should be fun. We'll bet with mom. I've been losing too many of those. Get to them this hour. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. And that is Matthew. And on Twitter, it is at Jay Cameron Show. So looking at the schedule, let's see, numbers. Yes. All right. I was just, I knew I saw an interesting stat during the break and I was going to forget it. So uh, I'm going to bet every. I don't know if you're going to do this. Would you take every favorite this week if you just bet on the money line? On the money line, and I have to pick all of one or all of the other? Um, I think you'd take all favorites, right? Yeah, I would. I could see it going chalk this weekend, but it's the NFL. I I don't like these above one touchdown lines, even in a situation like uh, both Saturday games. I think they're, you know, nine and a half, both games. Man, I'm not so sure that. Houston specifically can't keep it within a touchdown against Baltimore. I'm not so certain that Green Bay can't. I think if you're going to have to bet one and lay the number, you you lay the nine and a half with San Francisco, not with Baltimore. It's interesting. uh, The 48 points the Packers put up last week. Well, seven of the last nine teams that scored 31 points or more in their wild card wins covered in the divisional round. They were teams that were on fire and playing well at the right time and whose offenses were red hot. And they got into, you know, the playoffs barely. And then they won a wild card game and scored a lot of points. And if you fit that, if that is your resume, 
There are other wildcard teams who didn't do that and didn't go on, but if you scored more than 31 points in your wildcard round win and uh, the next week played in the divisional round, and, and, and a lot of these are all on the road, they pulled off road wins in the wildcard round. Uh, of the last 35 teams, I pulled this up earlier today, that pulled off road wins in the wildcard round to advance, 20 of them have covered the point spread, that's 58%, and 12 have won a second straight road game outright. That's a pretty high percentage. And that's, that's a pretty high percentage of teams. There's something to be said for teams that just keep playing. I mean, I, I know that we always talk about rest, rest, but I'm not so sure, Tom. I think, um, I think sometimes, you know, if you're, if, especially if you're riding a hot hand and nobody's been riding a hotter hand than Jordan Love, right? He has to feel really good about the way he's playing. And he doesn't face any real pressure here. I mean, I, you, you want to win, but nobody's looking at Like, the opposite's too, true of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been awesome this year. That team, they're the, the, the plus-minus ratio of wins over play, uh, playoff teams, other playoff teams, the Ravens have the, the largest lopsided number in their favor in the history of the NFL for wins over playoff teams this year. Did you know that? I did not know that. But what I do know is that when you're looking at this particular set, I think Saturday with the two big favorites, uh, you're looking at two teams that can run the ball, can control the line of scrimmage and win that way. I think sometimes when you see upsets in divisional weekend, it's because a team that has a bye, and there used to be two of them that had a bye, you know, they might be all glitz, glamour, 350, 400 yards a game, but then there's inclement weather in their home stadium that doesn't exist as much in November or even somewhat in December. Uh, or maybe they they haven't played a team that can control the line of scrimmage and run the ball as well. And so, therefore, you shrink the possessions and it becomes kind of a game of chance or turnovers or or fumble luck. The thing that about these two favorites, and if I was going to argue the opposite of why they should be favored by more than six and a half or seven points, is because they can run the ball. They can bludgeon you. These aren't uh, the Rams of 1999. This isn't, you know, the sheriff throwing for 5,000 yards. This is, (laughs) you know, these teams can really ground and pound with the best of them. So I think that might be why some of those upsets happen over the years in the divisional round. Uh, More statistics regarding the divisional round, which we love and embrace and have celebrated since we came on the air today. The outright winner in divisional round playoff games are 34-11-1 against the spread in the last 46 divisional playoff games. Um, so that's kind of interesting. And that this is well below the 23-24 regular season standard of just uh, short of 80%. Um, so that that's interesting. 34-11-1, 75.6% of the time. That's, so if you, if you like the favorites, you like them to cover the spread. And those are some big numbers, Tom. I, I tend to think, by the way, the game that has a chance to to be fascinating, to be weird, if they can hang in in the first quarter, is the Houston game. Yeah, uh, this is a quarterback who's doing otherworldly things. You know, he threw for three touchdowns and 240 yards or something along those lines in the first half. They didn't need him in the second half last week at all. Like, he was on pace to go for 400 yards and five touchdowns and shatter awesome, every, yeah. every rookie record. But when you have back-to-back pick sixes, by poor Flacco, you know, his, his he had one moment in the sun and it's all gone now. But when you have back-to-back pick sixes, you, you don't need him at any point. But that first half was a singular performance. 
And in fact, as good as it was, he missed a wide open receiver that nobody was in 30 yards of in a drive where they didn't score any points. So Houston could have put up an astronomical figure. And if you think about it that way, you need to be at least a little bit concerned if you're a Baltimore fan. It's interesting. I try to, you know, if they could find a way to discern this in the interview process, and clearly they can't, then, you know, we would see far fewer busts of first-round quarterbacks. What is it about C.J. Stroud? Okay, so there are quarterbacks in the last 10 years that have been drafted that are as physically, if not more physically gifted than him. There are guys whose college careers that you watch play out looked more certain of future success than his. I mean, remember we debated what he was? He had that game against Clemson where we were like, holy moly, that translates. Like, if he's going to play like that when he goes to the league, he's going to be incredible. But we saw a lot of games where he didn't play anything close to that. And they were loaded at receiver. And then you think back for somebody like Dak Prescott. Okay, so Dak Prescott falls to the fourth round, understandably, because he played at Mississippi State. But if you looked at Dak Prescott coming out, you'd say, well, what are the strikes against Dak Prescott? All right, well, he played in a Mickey Mouse offense because that was Dan Mullen's offense, right? So you played in a nonsense. Back then, we would say it more than we do now. You know, now a lot of college offenses do translate, and they incorporate a lot of elements of college offenses and NFL offenses now, more than they did when Dak came out of Mississippi State. Right, which is why when uh, our draft expert at the time, Charlie Campbell, came on, he said, look, in NFL circles, Dak is turning heads at the whiteboard. Yes. You know, and He, that he was... runs a simple offense, but they're asking him advanced questions, and he's got the answers. Okay, so that answers my question, Tom. Think about it. So, again, getting back to what it is that they can't figure out in these interviews with all of these kids. Okay, so Dak comes from that offense. He got Mississippi State to an Orange Bowl, which is a miracle. I mean, it's, it's a miracle, right? So he had a stellar college career. At one point, they ranked number two in the country, as we recall. And we think, oh, well, maybe a hindrance when he goes through the interview process because he's never had to run a real offense. But then, like you said, behind closed doors, all the pros were like, whoa, kid seems to get it. He understands what it is we do up here. Okay, got it. All right. Well, physically, nobody ever questioned him. He's got a big arm. He's physically a big guy, a big, strong guy. He has an NFL arm. He has all of those things. And then remember, you and I on the air, probably year two, I think we were like, look at my man processing. Like, like we were stunned. It was all happening. And it was reason to kind of just – you just gave kudos. You're like, well, this is a good team, and he's making plays. He's got – Good players around him, and he's making plays. All right, but then obviously the one thing has been the shrinking in these big moments, this, the, these horrible games when you have to have it, this just sense that it's never going to happen for him. Who knows? And yet C.J. Stroud, year one, has put up these massive numbers for a franchise that, what, three wins, three wins, four wins, three wins. I mean, they've been garbage. That guy has a rookie head coach. He's a rookie at quarterback, and they threw up numbers and just pasted that ass in the first round, and you get no sense whatsoever that he's nervous. They may lose because Baltimore's better, but you don't. I don't think it's going to be him like, oh, uh, this is too much. You don't get that sense. They can never figure this out in interviews. They never get it. Well, well, I shouldn't say never. They fall into it sometimes, but I don't think that they have the magic formula for figuring out who has that and who doesn't. Correct. And and I'll tell you, just as an example, I'm not going to talk about fantasy football, but I've, I'm in a league where there's a redraft and we had four teams last week and nobody wanted any part of Stroud. 
you know, there's four teams, there's eight quarterbacks, and nobody took C.J. Stroud because the Cleveland defensive front, that was the storyline. Cleveland, yeah. I know that they're a little bit different on the road than they are at home in terms of defensive performances, but that front with Miles Garrett leading the way is fearsome, and your thought is rookie quarterback, excellent edge rusher. That doesn't go well. That usually doesn't go well at all, and yet Laramie Tunsil dominated that game, our favorite. Laramie Tunsil from draft night. That guy's amazing. <laughs> my man. My man with the gas mask. Yes, well, yeah. he, he put a gas mask and put, you know, Miles Garrett to sleep last week. I, he didn't allow a pressure to Miles Garrett. Not a hit on the quarterback, not nothing. So that's the other part is if you're gifted, sometimes we never find out how gifted you are, how gifted you could be because of the situation you walk into is completely sorry. But when you have a left tackle like Laramie Tunsil, that's a good start. And then when you've got the fearlessness that he's got, and uh, and Stroud himself, that also is, is awesome. And he flipped a switch towards the end of his college career, and that's why last year, last year, not this past season where we weren't invited to the Invitational, Ohio State-Georgia was the national championship game. The one that ended at the stroke of midnight was actually the national championship. It was an incredible game. Incredible game. It was. An uh, all-time fun game to watch. And I, Yeah, you're right. That And the, and the way that he played in that game, they should have won. They should have won. And what, yeah, and that defense that he took on was not this year's Georgia defense. And it wasn't this year's out. Like, this was a flawed field. That was a really, really good field at the top. And he went toe to toe. And he hasn't really looked back from that point. Think about it, man. In the end, Tampa is not that bad of a football team. We're not great, but we're not bad. And what he did with to the Bucs under a minute to go, I mean, that's one of the, the chapters in his story this year is they've got little to no time. Yep. And he, he, all he needed was about 20 seconds. Yeah. He needed about 20 seconds to make two throws that are absolutely absurd and win a game. The stories in this round are awesome. Like, you can go in every game and find a really cool story. I mean, who? listen, you brought up the Bucs, and we'll get back to this. I have a feeling that game's going to be very high scoring. Uh, the, the, the Lions love to give up points. They, their defense isn't good. And if you, you know, obviously you do, you worry off the edge. But if you're able to block it up at all, Mayfield should find people downfield. I mean, their secondary is the one weak spot of this Detroit team. They're, they give up big plays. And so, you know, I don't think the Bucs are going to get stops. I think the Bucs are going to struggle uh, to get stops in this game. Uh, in particular, I don't think they'll stop Detroit from running. But the point would be, I, I'm going to go over in that game. When that line came out, it was six. It's moved to six and a half. If I can get it to seven or seven and a half, give me the Bucs. That feels like almost like a backdoor cover. Like you're down 30 to 20 with seven to play and they keep it in front of them and you score late. You get a, you get a cheap cover. It's an interesting game. Like what, if I'm going to argue the buck side of things, the way they came out against Philly and Philly didn't care to be there. I'll grant you, but it's not about that as much as it is on first down. What was happening? They threw, they, they, they finally they were, threw the ball, right? They understood that they needed to throw. This was a pass defense that was gettable. And so they went out and they got it. Now they ran off the throw. And that's where Rashad uh, White was in, in the first quarter specifically was very effective coming out, running the football, getting downhill, making plays. But it was off of the throw. They throw they threw the ball in order to be able to run. That's a great setup for this week, because if you look yeah. at the game that they played earlier this season, it was the cream school game for the Buccaneers. They ran it on first down and ran it and ran it. And they only scored six points in that game against a bad Lions defense. So 20 to six it was a crazy weird game. Yeah. 
it was golf through for 300 yards and they only scored 20 points. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's in any way indicative, right. Of what we're going to see here. I think they're two very different teams. I agree. I totally agree. That defense got worse. Um, their line, their linebacker Anzalone was the player of the game for Detroit that day. He was freaking everywhere, but you know what? He's not a safety. He's not a corner. And I think the Buccaneers have figured that out. Well, remember that was the start of a terrible stretch for Tampa. That loss 20 to six was followed by a loss to sorry ass Atlanta a loss to Buffalo, a loss to the Texans, and the Texans needed a miracle, 39-37. You got a win over the lowly Titans, but then you got beat up pretty good by the 49ers, of course. No shame there. But then you lost to the Colts. So, you know, as we recall, that was – you lost six of seven. We didn't expect the Bucks to be in the playoffs after losing six of seven. But then they turn around and beat Carolina 21-18. to They beat Atlanta. They beat Green Bay. And that's the other weird thing. They beat Green Bay at Green Bay, and they beat Green Bay's ass. And you think about what Green Bay is now, and you would never have thought that was going to happen. But that was December 17th. That's not all that long ago. Uh, they beat up on Jacksonville, who was uh, doing a, their best Eagles impression and falling off a cliff at that point. Uh, they, they didn't care to wrap up the division at home against New Orleans, didn't even show up. And then obviously couldn't score a touchdown against the Carolina Panthers. And meanwhile, they go on to do what they did in this game, which is light up Philadelphia. But you're right. They didn't, they didn't care to be there. So the initial thought was, I'm going to take Detroit. I think they'll kill the Bucks. But then I can't say that because Detroit's defense, especially in the secondary, isn't great. Oh, it's possible that Detroit wins the game. And I see uh, Hawaii Noel in the chat saying uh, Lions get to 30 and it's a wrap. Well, if anybody gets to 30 this weekend, it's pretty much a wrap, man. Like, yeah. Should be. Should be playoff football i mean for the most part most games especially at this level i mean you look at the totals this weekend the vegas thinks everything's going to be in the mid 40s to upper 40s they're not seeing a score fest anybody gets that high then it's they're going to be tough to catch the lions should win the game yeah. but also oddly enough they're it's going eleven hundred dollars a ticket man who's the pressure on who is the pressure on on saturday that was what i was talking about when we looked at this this round in these games like who's under the most amount of pressure wouldn't buffalo be under more pressure than kansas city hosting this game they yes. finally get this game at home finally they've been waiting on this that's not a dynamic kansas city offense that the pressure's on josh allen in buffalo you can like clearly define the pressure's on detroit they're at home they've waited for this moment the bucks in baker mayfield were thought to win six games five games you know this is not a great buccaneers team there's a reason detroit's favored by nearly a touchdown the pressure's on Detroit. Tampa has nothing to lose. They're playing with house money at this point, having won the division and a playoff game. The pressure is on San Francisco. They're clearly the better team. And for as good as Shanahan is, and I think he's the best coach in football, he does have to win a Super Bowl at some point. I mean, he's on the wrong end of that collapse as the coordinator in Atlanta, 28-3. And then, of course, they haven't won it. in San And he's got great players and a great team. The pressure's on San Francisco. Doesn't mean they're going to lose. But the pressure right. is, I mean, doesn't mean they're going to lose, but the pressure's on them, and the pressure's on Baltimore. A ton of pressure. Lamar Jackson's only knock. He's won two MVPs, but they can't win playoff games. Well, and it's the same thing. You know, I'll say it for our game. doesn't mean that Detroit's going to lose. They should win the game. And yeah. if they do, I will not be surprised if they win the football oh, game. Oh, I wouldn't but, be surprised if they won big. It, right, exactly. Yeah. But all these games, if you don't do what you're supposed to do early on, man – when you've got a bad defense, you are vulnerable. I think that's the difference between Sunday and that game and the two games on Saturday is if Baltimore starts slow and if San Francisco starts slow on offense, their defenses can hold down the fort. 
Detroit is under a little bit more pressure. Every empty possession, and you feel like, guys, guys, get it together. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I, I, let that Baltimore game be tied at half. Let that be like 10-10, 7-7, some sort of way. Oh, man. I love when you watch, when you feel the weight of it, even on your couch at home. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. The Good Friday tunes back again. How nice. How nice. And the sad part is the fine folks in the chat can't hear it. Nobody gets to hear it. But a little dancing on a Friday night is always a fun song on a Friday. We'll wager with my mom momentarily. She's got this thing wrapped up. This is going to be a session for her to go. It'll be the following segment. So this is a short segment. Are we going to do uh, Red Zone here? Tom, did you come prepared for Red Zone? I did. I have four questions for you. Yes, I do. Hey, before we get to them, uh, this is funny. Really quick, I'm going to make him write it out. Did you have a, Did you have an allowance growing up? Uh, yes, once I got to third or fourth grade. Yes, I did. My youngest wants money all the time now because, you know, he wants the right fit, as the kids say. And, um, like, I just ignore him whenever he says, uh, whenever Clark says these sorts of things, well, I want this hoodie and I want this jacket and I want these pants. And I'm like, whatever, you're, you're, you're well-dressed. You're good. He's like, well, Dad, I'm 13. I don't have a way to make money. And can you, can you have me do things around here? I'm like, oh, you want me to pay you to do things that you should just do just to help out? And he's like, well, yeah, I can't. I'm not allowed to have a job. Like, I, can you give me something to do so I can make some money? 
So I've been thinking about doing it, but then I get mad because I'm like, well, keep your room clean. But you should do that anyhow. I shouldn't have to pay you to keep your room clean. All these different things, right? Now, you were the king of a dirty room, and you got you resented parents that were asking you to clean your room. Uh, yes, that's true. I, you remember that. I do um, remember that. Because I knew where everything was. Right, I, right. Well, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. that's fair. <laughs> now, the allowance would be for other stuff that I would normally yeah. would not be responsible for, and it was uh, like a line item. Like per task, there was worth this much money, and I think the cap was up to ten bucks a week. I think is what it was. Well, but there will be a cap on this. It will be very yeah. similar to something along those lines. By the way, Florida man in Texas says, "Jeff, just recount the votes and announce that your picks were better than your mother's, <laughs> better quality." <laughs> I think you're right. So this is a letter rigged. Yeah. So this made me laugh. I told him last night that I wanted him to write me a letter that his plea uh, needed to be in written form and just to make it to see how disciplined he would be. And so I came, what are the chances of this? I came across this today. This is from a 13-year-old John F. Kennedy, future president of the United States, asking for a raise for, for his allowance. And he wrote to his dad, my recent allowance is 40 cents. This I used for aeroplanes and other playthings of a childhood, but now I am a Boy Scout and I put away my childish things. Before I would spend 20 cents of my 40 cents allowance and five, <laughs> in five minutes, I would have empty pockets and nothing to gain and 20 cents to lose. When I'm a scout, I have to buy canteens, blankets, searchlights, ponchos that will last for years and I can always use it. I can't use a chocolate marshmallow sundae with vanilla ice cream, so I put in my plea now for a raise of 30 cents for me to buy scout things and pay my way in the world. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> what are the chances Clark's letter does not live up <laughs> to Kennedy's letter at the exact same age for an allowance? Uh, pretty good, but you know what? Maybe that's what the allowance is for. You can force him to do reports. Like book reports and think, further educate himself. So he can get paid to further educate himself outside of school. Maybe that's the chore. Is You want to learn something about, uh, son, I want to know more about the War of 1812. I need a four-page yeah. paper on it, and right. it's worth $5. You're right. It's going to have to be the incentive. I'm going to bring these things, the, these parroting quandaries to the show is what I'm doing. So I'm going to have Clark. Do, yeah, Clark can use AI to write the damn letter right. No, yes, pencil uh, and paper. Yeah, pencil pen, and paper. You got to write it out. Uh, yeah. No. By, by the way, Ryan, that's funny. Um, yeah, discipline e- equals freedom. I would get the Jocko Links thing. Discipline equals freedom, son. Let's do all of the right things in the classroom and in your own room, and perhaps when you open that door, there is a dollar. <laughs> a dollar. That's what you're gonna get. All right, so let's 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 ready ourselves. I myself was not ready. I wanted to get that out there to you, but uh, our friends at Artisan Financial Services are always ready. So let's do Red Zone with them. Cue it up. Let's hit the sounder. Let's listen in. And uh, one of the great sounders of all time is made by Tom Lane. Welcome to the Majesty. Every freaking rep. The elegance to win the game. Bowling hits the upright. It's no good. You have entered. Someone burned down the funeral home. You burned the funeral home. Live. 
lives will be changed. Others will cry. When you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. Legacies are etched into eternity. I know who I am. No, Arthur, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. This is the Red Zone. That's good to know. As I mentioned, as brought to you by Artisan Financial Strategies. And we know, my fellow Knowles, that our fellow Knoll, Adam Tolliver, is the guy you want to reach out to. His team at Artisan Financial Strategy prepared to coach you to victory in the red zone in your real life experience, whether you're on the goal line or midfield. We've got to figure out what it is you need to do financially to have enough. you got to make sure how much you're going to spend or not spend so that you don't run out of money. you got to protect your family and yourself against rising health care costs. Go to nolretirement.com. They've got a ton of experience, over 30 years worth, he and his team at Artisan. Nolretirement.com, all one word there. Type it out. Go find out what others have figured out. We had two people in the last two weeks reach out to me and say thank you for this, and I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, let me know if you guys do it. Nolretirement.com. Let's learn together. Let's find out more. Let's tap into Adam's brilliance. Tom, first down, go. First down, percentage chance FSU Hoops wins tomorrow against Clemson. 74%. Ooh, okay. okay. Riding high. I was, was going to play it off of the betting line, but it has not been released up here for DraftKings, so I don't have it yet. So I just wanted a straight-up win. I guess you're going to take the points because you should be getting some points. Um, I am getting points, but I like them to straight-up win. Yeah, I like, okay. I like them to straight-up win. A little money line for that ass? Yeah. Second down. I'm money line for that ass against Miami the other night, laying in bed yeah. sick. And I turned and saw, you know, the final score, and I was watching. I didn't fall asleep, as I said before, but I looked at my phone. I said, oh, the winnings are already in. I slept soundly. Second down. Which non-transfer, non-transfer this offseason, mm. will we be talking about the most in spring camp? Hakeem Williams. Okay. I would have guessed Azaria Thomas was going to be your answer. Great answer, and that is my answer on defense. Okay, all right. Is there a reason? Is he just going to ball, or is it because what's up with Hakeem? He was so quick, man. He was so close. I I don't think people realize how close we were to seeing this offense become much more uh, explosive. If he and Destin Hill hadn't gotten hurt, we're used to talking about the starters being hurt, you know, and they they did have – almost all of their guys go down at some point or another, and their offensive line wasn't good. But I, those two guys, I think, were the long-term solutions for when this offense got stagnant. Uh, I think those two guys were going to be big-time playmakers, and both got hurt, and they missed a ton of time. And even when they did come back, they weren't right. And they missed the, the, the growth that they would have had just by playing in those games, a healthy version of themselves, getting real reps and opportunities. Remember, that was a big third down throw and catch that Hakeem Williams made uh, in the – it was the pick game, right? And and uh, that was a big play. And then, yeah. you know, I mean, he's hurt, and then the next thing you know, you just don't have any – you just didn't get anything from them. But I think they were both very close, and, and he especially is, is a unique talent. Third down, team that is most likely to get blown out this weekend in the NFL. Tampa Bay. I was wondering if you would do it. I think that's the correct answer, sadly. Mm-hmm. Even more than Green Bay. Even more than Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to score. I think San Francisco wins the game. And I, you know, listen, I, I'm never, I don't like 
in a regular season game, I don't like giving nearly double-digit points in an NFL game. So I would lean to take the 9.5 with Green Bay, but San Francisco's the better football team, and I think San Francisco's going to the Super Bowl, and I said in the middle of the season I thought San Francisco would win the Super Bowl, and even when they lost to Baltimore in San Francisco, I still think San Francisco's going to win the Super Bowl. But I could see I, I could see the Bucks getting blown out. I, I don't think the Bucks are a good football team. They're an amazing story. Baker Mayfield's played way better than I thought he could play, and I'm proud of him. He won me over. I mean, the dude is tough as nails. He's a he's become a kind of likable guy. When you read the stuff that the players say about him, how hard he plays, how much he cares, how focused, how much more mature he is now than when he first came into the league. I think he figured it out. He got humbled, obviously. And this was he bet on himself. This was it. He took uh, a, a you know a, a paltry sum, if you will, to come in here and try to prove who he was. And he did it. He's going to get paid somewhere. I don't know if we're going to pay him, and I don't think I'd want to pay him, even though I'm impressed by him. I don't want Baker Mayfield to be the long-term answer in Tampa Bay, but I'll always appreciate what he did. Now go get paid and be somebody else's starter. Let them invest on you because I think long-term you're just slightly above average. You've had a good year. I admire it, but I don't think the Bucks are great, and I think that they could. This thing could snowball on them. Detroit is so excited. And Detroit, if you're a Detroit fan and you're listening to this, enjoy this win. You've got zero chance to beat San Francisco. Next. Great. That's wonderful as a segue for uh, my next question because you've already answered it. Um, fourth down. <laughs> yeah. Better chance of happening. Buffalo wins the Super Bowl or Detroit makes the Super Bowl. Oh, Buffalo wins the Super Bowl is the answer to that. They have a much better chance. Now, had they not gotten all banged up too, man, they, they have too many injuries too on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense was playing pretty well, and obviously they had figured it out. I I, I like them to narrowly defeat Kansas City this week, and I think that's a really good game, of course. But I, Buffalo could, could do that, could get there, and Josh Allen's a special talent. But, man, they're all beat up. They're all beat up. I don't – another disappointing end to a Buffalo Bills season. Where have we heard that before? So well, we could hear it on Sunday. I know Director Ben was pissed off uh, because, uh, and you might not know this on the radio side, but he works with us on WarChant TV, Coach Speak, and all those kinds of things. But he's a diehard Lions fan, and for some reason they were rolling out a bunch of their starters in Week 17 against the Vikings, and they lost two or three of them. Yeah. For no reason. That was dumb. Yeah. yeah. For as fun as that coach is and unlikable as he is, he does some dumb in-game things. He does some dumb things, period. But he's just really likable. He's, he is. I mean, there's no getting around it. I like the dude. Uh, but, yeah, it's that's it's a toughie. Hey, once again, go check out nolretirement.com. Make sure that you are doing the right thing and consulting with my team over there at Artisan Financial Strategies and utilizing their combined 30-plus years of planning experience for your financial future. nolretirement.com. Make it happen. Come back and listen to my mom brag about kicking my ass this year. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. 
It's time. Let's get to some wagering, if you will, or at least picks. ACDC rightly guides us into said picks, but first, if you would, let's cue it up and bring Mama on in here, and let's find out which of the winners she has today, because they're all winners these days, all winners. And now for another edition of the family pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. All right, Mama, you're up seven. This thing's wrapped up. You have won, and uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown. That's all I'll tell you. It's going to be interesting. I know it, but I'm particularly proud of myself because, you know, there was a time this season I think I was about five down. And I took it for granted. I got cocky. I stopped concentrating, (laughs) and look at this, how it comes back to bite me in the ass. I thought, ho-hum, another year, another season-long victory over Mother. But not this time. Mom, Mom had other had other ideas. I'm telling you what. I couldn't believe last week the two we had different. I won them both. I was like, holy smokes, how did that happen? Especially if you watch the Lions game, they shouldn't have won. But they did. They did. They found a way. Yes. I know. I know. And at least, I mean, I like the Lions. So, I mean, I won't like them this week. But uh, but I do actually like them. So, uh, and I have said, if the Bucks don't uh, – prevail i will root for the lions the whole rest of the way although they're then gonna have to go on and who are they gonna have to play san fran or somebody yeah, they'll play they'll play san fran and that'll be the end of their season yes yes probably so but you know you never know i mean teams get hot at the right time and everything and you just you just don't know you don't that's why they play them it's cool that's why you don't make assumptions about who should be in a playoff or not I know. Well, you're exactly right about that. And listen, before I forget, I was listening to your segment before, and you're talking about Clark and his allowance and everything. I think that you should tie it into his grades and tell him if he does get whatever his grades are, brings it up a letter grade or more or whatever, then he'll get like five bucks. I've tried to motivate him in every facet of his life with this idea of a financial reward. It doesn't work. He's just a bad kid. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. He is not. But he is financially motivated, evidently. And if he wants to buy these shoes and hoodies and all these things, I don't know. If he thought you were serious, he, he he might just straighten up and fly right. I don't know. Nothing seems to get his focus. 13, annoying. Really, yeah, it's a a, it's the worst age. I wish you would have taken him this year and raised him. <laughs> Listen, I went through that three or four times. <laughs> I know, I know. I just didn't realize how bad all 13-year-olds are. There's yeah, not a good 13-year-old. Not, not a good one in the bunch. No. It's a, and 14 is a little better, but not that whole age right there. But usually once they get to high school, they kind of straighten out. I don't exactly know why that is, but, yeah, that 13 age is just terrible. It's almost over. Almost over. Uh, Get his ass into high school, please. Yeah, Bryce has been a breeze ever since high school. Hell, he was kind of easier to deal with anyhow. But, yeah, that's that's where we're at. All right. Um, For people that don't realize, I love my my son. But 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 13-year-olds are really – 13, you just want to skip over that age altogether. You know, I think people probably would be surprised. One of the ways that Clark – remains amongst the living is how often I am able to ignore the asinine things that he says and does. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm letting people understand that the real trick to parenting is sometimes pretending that what your kid did didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that is true. That is true. And you have to pick your battles. I mean, sometimes you get ready to go, now that's not, you know, and yeah. then you go, well, no, no, that's just a minor thing. I got to wait till there's something bigger. Happens. Oh, and most assuredly, something bigger will happen in the near future. So you're right. You will get your opportunity. All right. Oh, my Lord. Here, here we go. We got to do the actual picks here. I know we do. It's a formality. Houston at Baltimore. Yes, I'm picking Baltimore. I'll take Houston. (laughs) Okay, you do that. All right. Green Bay at San Francisco. Yes, I'm taking San Fran. Wow, I'll take Green Bay. This is stunning. (laughs) Tampa Bay at Detroit. Now, this is a hard one for me, and I really want to pick the Bucks in the worst way, but I am going to pick the Lions. You're on the wrong side of being a good fan. Let's go, Buckaroos. I've got know. the Bucks. As you said last week, I'm going to root like hell that I, that I lose that game. I mean, I would be so excited if they won, but... I, I just I don't know in Detroit and the way that the team and that team is really playing well and their defense is really good and so I just I don't know I I want to pick them but I just can't. Their defense is not really good, Mom. We're going to score a plenty of points, but we're not going to stop them from scoring. Kansas City at Buffalo. Buffalo. Well, it looks like I got the Chiefs. My goodness, can you believe that I have four different from you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's the only way that's the only way you can get close, huh? I have taken the road team in every game. It's an interesting strategy coming it into is the weekend. An interesting strategy. And listen, you know what? It, like I said, at this stage of the at the game, you just never know what could happen. Now, I actually think though the Green Bay pick may be the least likely. Oh, it feels like the least likely. Yeah, it feels yeah, feels like it. It does because the KC Buffalo game, I mean, I think that kind of a toss-up, although they are playing at Buffalo, and I, I didn't realize that they said Patrick Mahomes has never played a, a playoff game away from Kansas City. Yeah, he's been very fortunate. He's lived a blessed life. Now, he's a very, very good player, and he's an all-time great player, and he deserves yep. all his flowers, but man, he's had it pretty good. He's had a brilliant offensive mind to go play for, and for the most part in his career, he's had a loaded offense to play with. Now, mm-hmm. that's not true right now, no. So, but but he's had like Hall of Famers and all pro players all around him and a really good coach, and it was a nice situation that he took full advantage of, to his credit. But also, they played all those games at home. So, I know. It's yeah. quite amazing. I really, I really do think with no travel and everything involved and a pro crowd and all of that, yeah, I, I did not know that, uh, that statistic or whatever until I, I heard it on SportsCenter or whatever. All right, Mama, I love you, and best of luck. It's going to be tough when you think back. Golly, I, I pick against I, the Bucks, and now here I am. I am rooting all the way for the Bucks, but we'll see. But at least if the Lions do win, like I said, I can at least root for them going, going forward. I'll have to see. If they lose, then I'm not sure. Then I think I'm going with Buffalo. Well, you, you root for whoever you got to root for, so we'll see. Um, all right, sweetie. I love you. Have a good weekend. Stay warm. I will. Love you too, Mom. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, there's Mom's picks. There we go. I'm going to laugh when I win all four of these games. When I go undefeated with the road teams winning and the playoffs are in shambles, it's a it's chaos. It's the Bay of Pigs, the Bucks and Packers in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> hey, you should go. If they make that, you should go next weekend. Yeah, I know. 
I know I should. That's crazy. Can you imagine? And by the way, I might NLZFN. I may uh, Knowles fan. I may very well uh, just have fun with it and sprinkle a little pizza money on that wager, that parlay that I just put out there. The four road teams. You can call yourself Four Dogs Cameron if it happens. <laughs> well, four, four Dogs Cameron hit this weekend. That's Marty Knowles fan. He, uh, we we met him at. That's uh, right. That's it is. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fifteen and zero. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, maybe a little Four Dogs comes in here with a bit of a saunter on Monday. What's up, everybody? Four Dogs going on vacation here soon. It's funny that it's it's almost like uh, when you're on a heater in poker. Like, no matter what, you can't lose. Because if you if Four Dogs Cameron exists on Monday, mm. by the time we get to Friday for the call, I say, Mom, make your picks. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Pick whatever team you want. Yeah. Pick whatever uh, team you doesn't want. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the opposite, and it's going to win. It's all coming up, Cameron. It'll be six dogs, Cameron, after this weekend. Yeah. Um, I've been on a really good run. If I sprinkle pizza money on this, it's going to end. <laughs> I think it's going to end. Although I could just take all the points and have some fun with it that way. I I, I might do it. I might do it. I'm going to tabulate what the uh, parlay would, would net you for four money lines this weekend. Give me a second. Oh, you're doing four money lines? You yeah. got to. I mean, you're playing to win in this particular contest. Yeah, so. the way we're doing it. All right, I can do it too while we're doing it. This is great radio. Let's see here. Um, money lines. I'm taking the underdogs. Boom. <laughs> it's uh, 14000 to one. So $10 would pay almost $1,500. Wow. I'm, I'm gonna, I am going to put some pizza money on it. Here we go. I mean, why not? That's not. That doesn't feel like fifteen thousand to one that the four dogs would hit, does it? So you want an, a fifteen dollar bet with all four dogs on the money line, two thousand two hundred and twenty one bucks for a fifteen dollar bet. Yeah, that seems accurate. I mean, I'm, I'm doing DraftKings here, but yeah. How about I sprinkle a little pizzas? Not that cheap. Pizzas like twenty five bucks. So twenty five bucks, and I'm walking home. Well, thirty bucks. Right, yeah, up well, you, here. You, you oh live my. in New York. Yeah, you're getting screwed. Uh, here you go. Twenty five bucks. I win three thousand seven hundred and one dollars. Well, four dogs be walking in here with a gold chain. Um, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Well, I got to do it now. I mean, now you guys know. I'll throw twenty five at it just to be funny, and then you know that if it hits. I just went over three thousand seven hundred dollars. Yeah, where are we drinking? Give it all to the battles end. Where, where are we point? drinking? Where are we going? Give it all to the battles end at that point. Man, how great would that be, man? Just, just. Uh, well, I'm not going to give it to the battles end. Ingram, I love you, but I'm not giving my three thousand seven hundred dollars on my pizza money bet to the battles end. It's going to be me playing golf somewhere with you, drinking a margarita. Think about how much Zaxby's we could have with that much money. You think about all the platters we could buy. It'd be too much, Tom. It'd be too much. Zaxby's already a great value. And now here I would be throwing all of this money at a at, at a place that is heaven on earth, but it, it they treat their customers so well. You get so much Zaxby's for very little. That's just too much Zaxby's. If I walked into one of the 702 area Zaxby's and threw down $3,700 plus and said, give me all the fingers you got. They might put a call into Danny, who's a proud Golden Chief booster for over the last 19 years, and say, who is this guy? And they'd say, that's Four Dogs Cameron, and he's ready to eat. 
That's how that would go. You would have to put the fingers in a giant bowl, a dog bowl that says four dogs. (laughs) (laughs) They would take a picture of me leaving said Zaxby's with all of those fingers, and they'd say, and the man wasn't wearing pants, Danny. And the man wasn't wearing pants. I'd say, that's all right. Let that grease, let that grease wash over these legs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We'll be back with you on Monday. Peace.